Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Loving and holy God, we thank you. We thank you that you are with us this day. We pray that you would be with us now as we receive this word from you. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Every spring, I watch several of my friends create a garden for themselves. And they talk about how wonderful it is to dig into the dirt with your fingers. Every spring, at least one phone call with my mom is about gardening. She is typically outside most every Saturday morning, really early, working in the yard. She has found a great joy in working in the dirt. She keeps telling me, one day, Chrislyn, you will figure out the joy of working in the dirt. I have yet to figure that out. When I was a kid, I even negotiated with my parents to stay inside while everybody else went outside to work by doing all of the laundry in the house. That's three kids and two adults worth of laundry, rather than working outside. I have never been one to feel inclined to put my fingernails in the dirt. That is until this year. Nick and I both felt a little tug to plant a few vegetables and herbs that we like to cook with. So this year for Nick's birthday, I got him a raised bed that sits on our back porch where we think it received plenty of sun. We got eight different types of plants to fit in the eight boxes. We had dill, cilantro, chives, and rosemary on the first row. Then basil, cucumbers, carrots, and jalapenos on the second row. Those that know anything about gardening are probably already thinking, you really had no idea what you were doing, did you? Since we both knew I would forget to water the plants, Nick oversaw the watering, and he watered faithfully. However, something wasn't right. It wouldn't take long for us to realize that we had no understanding of the plants that we had bought. We just put them out there without any research, making the demise of our plants inevitable. The chives and rosemary seemed to be okay, even now. 
We haven't ever seen any cucumbers or carrots, and we had two jalapenos to grow. The shocker for me, though, was the dill. It overtook the cilantro and the basil, killing both plants. All that to say, I think we'll continue buying our herbs at the grocery store. Over the last several weeks, we have been in a sermon series called Getting Real with One Another, where we have talked about some heavy topics. Today, we find ourselves finishing this series as we talk about what it means to find the heart's true home. So I want to invite you to just take a moment, take a deep breath, and listen as we hear a story about vines, branches, and a gardener who is hopefully a way better gardener than I am. Hear these words from John 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that you, my joy, may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. This is the word of God for the people of God, and so we say, thanks be to God. Here we find Jesus in his final discourse. It's almost like he is saying all of the things that he wanted to say to the disciples. I would venture to say that typically as someone is moving toward the end of their time with us, they are talking like they're running out of time. But here, rather than sounding as one to ring the bell of despair, Jesus speaks a word of hope and trust for their souls. Reassurance comes in these words to those remaining close to Jesus. They had no idea the storms that they would face. They had no idea how meaningful these words might be to them later. So they simply received it. You see, Jesus has this amazing ability to take something ordinary, like a vineyard, a vine grower, a vine and a branch, 
and transform it into something understandable and relatable to those who were listening. Barbara Essex reminds us something about these vines. Left alone, vines, thick trailing plants that attach themselves to other things, will grow uncontrollably and result in one big tangled mess. A vine grower or vine dresser is needed to keep the vines in order. Jesus turns the vine and branches into a symbol of community, mission, and love. A community that is characterized by interdependence, mutual respect, and the ongoing presence of Christ being with us. Our connection to that vine creates an opportunity to grow. Not just by ourselves, but with one another. In these words, he is reminding us that faithfulness is not about the outward or rituals that we partake in, though those are wonderful things. It's really about relationship. One of the struggles, however, is that within the beauty of these words, a paradox exists. One that says the vine grower must cut away lifeless, unproductive branches and prune those branches that are productive so that they may be more productive in the future. At some point, all the branches need to be cut. Young vines are not allowed to produce fruit for the first few years. This means a drastic pruning process is needed each season so the plant can develop to its fullest. Vineyards, then, are long-term investments and labor-intensive. I would venture to say that often when we read these words, we might read them as, as God is causing this pain that we might experience in being pruned. But I believe that the reality is that we all live in brokenness and sin. And in that, we find that we face a lot of struggles, and the vine grower, or God, is there to help us along. Even sitting with us in the midst of the pain, or the unimaginable heartache that is often out of our control, or when something or someone is hurting us or someone we love. God sits with us. For the past two days, I've had the opportunity to be in this place, in this building, with our teenagers, where they are experiencing Disciple Now, or D-Now, as you have heard about it over the last several weeks. Even now, they are worshiping along with our modern 1030 service. I got to listen to the students I got to be present as these, the sessions happened. I got to hear about their experiences yesterday as they went and served in multiple places. At one point last night, our youth minister, Joe Woolsey, put it well. We could run a thousand miles from God and we could turn around and God would be right there. 
right in the midst of the chaos with us. In many ways, when Jesus is saying, I am the vine, you are the branches, abide in me and I in you, Jesus is saying, I am your home. I am heart's true home. I want to bring you peace in the midst of the turmoil and the chaos in which we live. The beautiful thing here is that it is not just a peace to give calm. It is shalom, a peace that passes all understanding, a peace that enters all the cuts and the hurts that we endure day after day. And it enables us to speak of healing when there is no hope for a cure, hope for relief from suffering, a hope that God's miracle of growth brings fruit, even when we may not be able to see it. But this text doesn't just talk about our connection to God. It talks about our connection to one another. To be concerned about another, to truly live in community, caring for our neighbor. This weekend alone, the youth in this church took some time to care for our neighbors by providing shoes for those who need them, building a ramp, doing some yard work, and sometimes it's as simple as providing a meal or sitting quietly with another as they grieve. Being a broken human being is hard as we have talked about over the last six weeks or so. There are so many elements to our lives, so many surprises, heartaches, anxieties, and sometimes we can get so easily lost in it all that we lose hope. I am the vine, you are the branches. Abide in me and I in you. Several weeks ago, I was sitting in modern worship. Talk about songs that have touched your heart. Drew had just finished preaching and they began the song right after the sermon. And in my mind, I was sitting there thinking about all that I had to do next. I was thinking about the prayer, the prayer concerns, the mission moment, making sure that person was in the room and ready to go when it was time. When the lyrics stopped me in my tracks. And I sang the chorus. Peace holds me when I'm broken. Sweet peace that passes understanding. When the whole wide world is crashing down, I fall to my knees and breathe in peace. I went home, went about my day. But for weeks, that song has haunted me in the best way possible. It's on replay at least once a day in my car, reminding me that even though the troubles may not go away, even though I may still have to work through all of the things that I deal with on a regular basis, 
Even though I may not be able to handle something myself and need some extra help, taking the time to remember that my branch is connected to a life-giving vine gives me peace to face all of it all over again. My prayer is that we might all remember when the whole wide world is crashing down, our home is in that vine where we can find shalom, a peace that passes all understanding. And in the midst of it all, we can find joy. For that, I say thanks be to God.